Welcome back to your therapy tools. Today's topic is active listening and personal accountability or owning your part. So personal accountability, it's a character trait that we usually admire in other people. And we like being around people who don't make excuses, who are able to take responsibility for their own actions and not blame others for their mistakes. Um, We appreciate being around somebody who can appreciate and validate us. And a big part of owning your part in a relationship, owning up to your mistakes. Sometimes you might say something that sounds rude to somebody. Sometimes you may be uh, seemingly ignoring somebody. And when they point it out, you have to own that and say, hey, I'm sorry I did that to you. That, that was hurtful. I'll work on that. It's better than the person who does not own their part and they look at you and say, uh, yeah, you're exaggerating. I didn't do that. And you're being overly sensitive. And I wish you would just uh, stop hammering me on stuff. So you can see how the first response is de-escalating, reassuring, calming, and respectful. And the second response is inflammatory, rude, arrogant, narcissistic. And it leaves the other person feeling angry, frustrated, disrespected, and so on. So... It's important to own your part and be genuine about it. If you have difficulty doing this, consider Plato's allegory of the cave. Let me tell you the allegory of the cave really quick. So three men were chained inside of a cave. And behind those three men, there was a walkway where people from the town would come through. It was kind of like a shortcut so they could get from one side of the town to the other quicker. And behind the walkway was an ever-burning fire pit so that it lit the way and kept it warm inside the cave. So the three men chained to the cave, they were chained there their whole lives, and they could see the wall in front of them that produced um, shadows from the townspeople walking through. And the townspeople, you know, would carry... Um, puppets that they used in a play at the at the drama club. They would carry their children, uh, carry various baskets of food and things like that. So they would uh, the fire pit would create shadows on the wall. So that's all those three men ever saw were those shadows. They couldn't turn and look at the walkway. Also, they couldn't really hear very clearly what the people on the walkway were saying. So. What they heard was more of a murmur or a mumble, kind of like Charlie Brown's teacher. So these three men kind of had their own language, and this was their entire world chained to the wall inside the cave. And one day, one of the guards decided, as an experiment, I guess, to cut the chains off one of those men and let him free. And he told the man, go, you're free. And the man stared at him kind of like a cow would stare at you in a pasture, and the man said, go. And the prisoner said, 
why this is my this is my life this is my world these are my brothers why would I leave and the guard said just go go now so he ran up the stairs and he got on the walkway and as he got close to the cave exit the sun was shining in very brightly he had to shield his eyes because it blinded him and he shielded his eyes and he stumbled out there into the sunlight and he felt the sun on his skin and as his eyes began to adjust and get less and less blurry he blinked really hard and he looked around and he saw children skipping on the sidewalk he saw adults dressed in fine clothing and a couple of adults nodded their head and said good morning hello how are you and it startled him and he saw birds in the sky he saw grass on the side of the path and he walked over and stepped into it and felt how soft it was on his feet he had he could smell smells in the air of, of people cooking food and the smell of the flowers that he was looking at which he had never seen before and he was just absolutely in awe of all of this and he was so excited and he ran back into the cave and he ran to his brothers and he said this isn't the real world in here the real world is out there and his brothers said i don't know what you're talking about but you sound like a lunatic dude and he said no seriously you guys there's there's uh there's fire in the sky and you can feel the warmth on your skin and there's things that 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 have like wings and they fly around out there and there's all these smells and people that speak to you and smile and they said yeah bro you sound like a total nut job like get away from us or we're going to kill you we're not we're not leaving our our home you you know whatever so my question to you after hearing this tiny summary of the allegory of the cave my question to you is whose reality is real whose reality is more valid is it the two brothers that were left in the cave or is it the brother who went outside of the cave and saw the the world which one is more valid which one is true the answer is both both realities and both worlds are real and it's the same when you interact with another person their perception their reality is just as valid as yours and if somebody feels that you said something rude to hurt their feelings or if they observe that you have given them a dirty look it is not okay for you to look at them and say no i didn't <laughs> um you took it wrong you're overly sensitive you're exaggerating you're a drama queen that is so incredibly rude so if you want your relationships to improve it's very important to own your part and respond with i'm sorry i gave you a dirty look i i truly didn't mean to and in the future i'll be more aware of how i look at you i'm so sorry or i'm sorry that i said something that hurt you I will do my best in the future to avoid doing that. And if you could let me know how I could present things to you in a way that wouldn't be offensive, I'd really appreciate it because the last thing I want to do is offend you. So immediately own your part. Don't deny it. Don't don't tell the other person that their perception is um not valid. 
okay? Don't minimize another person's perception. It's very condescending, very rude. Okay, so now that we have talked about that, I would like to talk about active listening because holding yourself accountable and being the bigger person to say, hey, I'm sorry, this requires some active listening on your part. So if you're normally a defensive human being and you're not very good at listening when others try to talk to you, this is a great episode on this podcast because this will give you the tools to help you out. So I hope you have a notepad and some paper. If you don't, go ahead and pause me and grab one. And we're going to start with a quick assessment. This is from Harvard Manage Mentor Coaching Tools. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions and you will write down Number one, number three, or number five. One being the lowest, three being the middle, and five being the highest, indicating that you agree with the statement, okay? So when someone is talking, I plan how I'm going to respond. Is that a one, a three, or a five? One means usually, three means sometimes, And five means rarely on this question. Okay, while I'm talking, I keep eye contact with the speaker. Usually is five, sometimes is three, rarely is one. I'm sorry, scoring this is a little different because each question scores differently. So that's why it sounds a little different than what I initially (laughs) described. I apologize. Okay, number three. While someone is talking, I take notes as appropriate. Usually is five, sometimes is three, rarely is one. Next question. While someone is talking, I notice the feeling behind the words. Usually is five, sometimes is three, rarely is one. While someone is talking, I find myself thinking about other things while the person is talking. Usually is one, sometimes is three, rarely is five. When someone is talking, I face the person who is talking. Usually is five, sometimes is three, rarely is one. When someone is talking, I watch for significant body language expressions and gestures. Usually is five, sometimes is three, rarely is one. When someone is talking, I interrupt the speaker to make my point. Usually is one, sometimes is three, rarely is five. When someone is talking, I am distracted by other demands on my time, such as my phone and etc. Usually is one, sometimes is three, rarely is five. When someone is talking, I listen to the message without immediately judging or evaluating it. Usually is five, sometimes is three, rarely is one. When someone is talking, I ask questions to get more information, encouraging the speaker to continue. Usually is five, sometimes is three, rarely is one. When someone is speaking, I repeat in my own words what I have just heard to to ensure that I understand them. 
usually is five, sometimes is three, rarely is one. So add all of those together to your grand total number. And for scoring, 49 to 65 indicates you are an active listener. 31 to 48 indicates you are a good listener with room for improvement. And 13 to 30, you need to focus on improving your listening skills. With that said, let's move on to some listening skills. So good listening involves keeping an open mind and withholding judgment until the speaker has completed their message. Biased listening is characterized by jumping to conclusions, cognitive distortion. The biased listener believes, I don't need to listen to this, I already know it. Or, I already know what you're about to say, so I don't need to listen. Receiver bias can refer to two things. So, biases with reference to the speaker and preconceived ideas and opinions about the topic or message, right? Like what I just said. So, everyone has biased but good listeners. Everyone has biases, but good listeners hold them in check while listening. Listening apprehension. This is the fear that you might be unable to understand the message or process the information correctly or be able to adapt your thinking to include new information coherently. Action or task-oriented listeners. They're interested in finding out what the speaker wants. So cut the crap and tell me what this is about. Um, It's sometimes difficult for an action-oriented speaker to listen through all the descriptions and evidence and explanations because they want to get to the point. So you may be an action or task-oriented speaker and you want to learn to be the opposite if this is the case. A content listener. You're interested in the message itself, whether it makes sense, what it means, and whether it's accurate. So you're like uh, fact-checking the person as they speak. Um, A time listener, time-oriented listening. um, You prefer messages that get to the point very quickly because you're impatient. You don't have the time. If somebody speaks slowly, you're thinking in your head, yeah, yeah, spit it out, you know, hurry up. Um, Noise is a big distraction that interferes with listening. It can be defined as anything that interferes with your ability to focus on and understand a message. So there's a lot of kind, a lot of different noises. Uh, the four you're most likely to encounter in public speaking situations are physical noises, um, psychological noises, physiological noises. Like, do you hear this paper? Is it distracting? <laughs> Um, Attention span is a big one. A person can only maintain focused attention for a finite length of time. Do you have the attention span of a goldfish or are you able to focus for a long time? People who are listening tend to display at least some of these signs. However, these signs may not be appropriate in all situations across all cultures. You may see somebody smiling to indicate that they're listening to you. Um, they may ma- they maintain good eye contact with you. Their posture is directed towards you and open. They avoid distractions. 
Um, there are verbal signs of active listening, such as the person saying, mm-hmm, or, oh, wow, or, oh, I hear what you're saying, that's amazing, or, you know, they'll give you verbal cues to let you know that they're still with you. Um, they, they remember what you've said, you know, this, you're paraphrasing back what you hear. So a good listener will paraphrase back what they heard you say. And that gives you the chance to clarify and either correct them or say, yes, that's right. Um, questioning a good listener will ask you questions, follow up questions. Um, you might say, I just started a belly dance class and talk a little about it. And they might say, belly dance, that sounds fascinating. What drew you to that? Or, um, how often do you practice? Um, they'll ask you follow-up questions and have you continue to talk about it. Clarification. It sounds like you're doing belly dance class so you can be sexier. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. I want to be sexier, so I'm doing belly dance. Or, no, that's not why I'm doing it at all. I'm doing it as a spiritual practice. You know, they'll clarify. So you ask a question for clarification. Um, so if you have issues being an active listener, here's what you do. It's important that you face the person who's speaking to you. It's important that you avoid all distractions. I don't care if a hippopotamus walks up to a giraffe off in the distance behind the person who's talking to you and they begin to dance the Macarena and then proceed to uh, make out with each other. I don't care. I don't care if Elvis Presley flies by on a Hoover vacuum and he's got Marilyn Monroe behind him holding on and they wave at you. I don't care what you see. I don't care if I don't care. You have to be able to, you can notice it, but look right back at the person speaking and don't talk about what you just saw until that person is done speaking and you have validated what they have said to you. Then you can say, while we were talking, you are so not going to believe this, but Elvis flew by. But just please wait until the end. Don't cut them off. When you cut somebody off who is speaking, you invalidate them. You give them the message that what they're saying is not important to you and you don't care. So if your phone rings, leave it. It can wait five minutes. If, if you get a notification that you've received a text or somebody updated their Facebook status, it does not matter. Let it wait. You can wait five minutes. This person in front of you is more important. Okay. Another factor of being an active listener. You have to train yourself. This is tough. This is a hard change to make. But when somebody is speaking to you, do not sit and think about all the ways you could fix their problem. Do not sit and think about how you're going to respond. Do not sit and think about how you will defend yourself. And do not think about your response at all. You shouldn't be thinking about anything except what do you hear and what do you see? How is this person feeling? What is the message they're conveying to you? Is it something about California wildfires and our state is burning down like an apocalyptic movie? <laughs> or are they telling you 
when I was a child, nobody ever let me speak, and it really made me feel insignificant, and I hate it when people cut me off and talk over me and don't let me talk. Um, Is it, you know, what are they telling you? And then you want to evaluate in your head, not how you will respond, but what they are saying so that you can remember it, so that you can paraphrase back what you've heard them say, and so that you can validate their intellect, validate their perception, validate their reality. And another important factor is your body language. Make sure you're facing them. Make sure you're looking them in the eye. Make sure you're noticing their body language. Are their shoulders slumped over and their head kind of down while they tell you something? That could indicate that they're sad or feeling shameful or shy or nervous are their shoulders back with their chest puffed out is their head moving erratically while they talk well that's a sign of they're frustrated they're angry um and if somebody's frustrated and angry with you wouldn't you want to resolve it rather than using inflammatory language such as that's not true i never said that even if you know you didn't say something You know, you might have made a comment that somebody took, they took it wrong. You need to still apologize for saying it because they perceived it, not wrong, but they perceived it from their point of view. They, they perceived it from their core set of beliefs and their way of thinking. So they perceived it as an insult, whether you meant it to be or not. So you cannot invalidate them you have to say I'm sorry I insulted you by saying that Uh, in the future I will not say that to you again because I respect you I'm sorry be the better person be the bigger person don't be a dick okay (laughs) okay um then there's passive listening you want to avoid that too a lot of people get stuck in passive listening and it gives the speaker the feeling that they're not being heard and it's, it's very frustrating for the speaker. And eventually the speaker will shut down Stonewall and stop trying to communicate with you because you're a dick. <laughs> so passive listening, we've all done it. Passive listening is you catch the, the gist of what the person's saying, but you're not really taking in the message. And if they ask you, okay, I don't think you're listening to me, repeat back what I just said. You might be able to repeat back the main gist of what they said, the main topic, like if the topic were California's on fire and you would be able to say, oh, you're talking about the California fires. And then if they say, yeah, and how do I feel about those fires? What did I say about that? Well, there you go. You're stumped. You don't know because you were passively listening, catching a word or a phrase here and there and thinking, ah, yeah, I know what they're talking about, whatever. So... If you want to improve your listening skills and improve your relationships and stop making people feel bad and stop making people feel frustrated and annoyed by you and be a good conversationalist, this is an excellent communication tool. Active listening. The benefits of active listening, it builds a better trust, it builds a better connection with others, it broadens your own perspective, 
it keeps it helps you to keep an open mind you've got to be able to listen without jumping to conclusions never interrupt them or cut them off or over talk them interrupting an, another person tells them hey I'm more important than you and what I have to say is way more interesting than you and I don't care what you think and I really don't have time for your opinion so be sure you're not the interrupter or the overtalker because it's uh, very frustrating to be around a person like that even if they're telling you California fires blah 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 and it reminds you of a time in your past when California was on fire then too and remember the town of paradise well my friend lived there and you over talk and you say oh yeah my friend Jesse lost his house in the California fires last year and um, his whole family blah 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 you know I met him in high school and you're just going off in the left field far far away from what this person's talking about the only commonality is fire <laughs> and you've cut the other person off you don't come back and say I'm oh I apologize I cut you off what were you saying that's another thing to remember if you have the habit of cutting people off and talking over them and making the conversation about you stop yourself you're, you're gonna mess up you know while you're using these tools and you're trying to become a better listener there will be days where you forget your active listening skills and you're, you over talk somebody and they give you that look and then you know you know by the look on their face oops I did it again <laughs> so stop yourself and say I cut you off that was so rude please continue I really do want to hear what you're saying and bite your tongue if you have to and avoid distractions and listen so I hope this was helpful and one last thing if you if you visually become distracted to the point where you can't hear somebody because you saw a squirrel <laughs> put a put a blindfold on when you have a conversation with your significant other and please explain to them it's not because you can't stand to look at them let them know that you're you're trying to hone in on your listening skills and by blocking your visual skills it's going to help you to listen better and feel their energy better while they speak and that's going to help you to focus and not interrupt and then when you become more skilled at that you can do it without the blindfold and make the eye contact and use the other skills in active listening. Make sure you put your own ego aside and tell yourself, it's not about me right now, it's about this person. And don't steal the spotlight. Wait for them to shine it on you when they're done talking, okay? Have a little manners, be polite. Those are rare things in 2020. So if you find this helpful, I hope that you'll share it. I hope that you'll practice it every day. If you have questions or comments, please don't hesitate to let me know. And if you would like a one-on-one -on -one life coaching or therapy session with me, um, for therapy, you must live in the state of California, as I do. For life coaching, it doesn't matter where you're from, we can do a session. Contact me at www.elizabethlmft.org. And keep using these tools and make good decisions, make good choices, 
be an active listener and own your shit improve your relationships and build a little more happiness and that's it for today thank you so much for tuning in until next time